We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Roto-Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast brought to you by So Rare. Are you looking for NFTs on and utility? Try So Rare, the largest NFT-based fantasy game. You can collect, trade, and compete with officially licensed digital cards with soccer players from over 180 clubs on So Rare. That's so that is S-O-R-A-R-E.com. I am Adam Zadroik, soccer editor at Roto-Wire, joined by Jordan Cooper and Ryan Belongi to Talk about Saturday's Premier League play at DraftKings. All right, so I think I'm obligated to say here, Jordan, that this is your favorite kind of slate, this four-game slate that we have ahead of us, right? Uh, yeah, we don't have, like, any of the big teams on it. Most of the games are, are are fairly close. I mean, the biggest favorite on the slate is Everton, but they're at home, and they're minus 154 currently. Uh, Crystal Palace, minus 110. Leeds plus 140, Southampton minus 105. I mean, all home favorites, but nothing that stands out that where, you know, you got to jam in all the Man City or do we play Mohamed Salah or what do we do with Chelsea? You know, those types of questions. And I think that the pricing overall on the slate is, I mean, there are some players that are expensive, but I think overall, Ryan, would you agree that the pricing seems soft. It seems like like I could play a lot of different types of lineups that all look good. So I think for cash games, I mean, we may see more like four v fours, possibly, and then in GPPs, uh, I think you could go a lot of different ways. I, I think the diversity of lineups on this slate is going to be quite high for a four gamer. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, I'm not sure. I, other than Everton, I, I'm not sure really where people are going to go. I was wondering who you think's going to be popular. I assume, you know, Everton is where like most people will go, but not like we see on most slates, like you said, with City or Liverpool or whoever. And yeah, the pricing, you know, with the exception of a few of these guys at the top, it's pretty soft. You can kind of do whatever you want. Uh, I was having trouble like coming up with a build just, I guess, a, no, a construction for cash games, because like you said, there could be 4v4s, uh, 
you know, pay up it forward, pay down. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm anxious to hear what you have to say about cash construction. I think I'm, I disagree with you. Okay. I was going to say, I, I think, think Ever, really I think Everton, I think Everton is going to be one of the least popular teams. Really? I think, uh, maybe not the, I mean, it's obviously we're dealing with eight teams only. Right. I think the most popular teams are going to be, I think the most popular game is going to be Southampton Burnley. Uh, I think after that, like if we just go from a game by game, it's like, like what's the chalk based on constructions that you can make? I think the Southampton Burnley game is clearly from a projection and standpoint and a salary perspective, the, the most, I think the most amount of, well-projected players for their price are in that game. Then the, I think the least popular, the two least popular overall games are going to be Leeds, Leeds Wolves. I think Rafinha is going to be the most owned player in that game by far. And then everything kind of drops off. I think the Wolves side, you may get some on Jimenez, but for the most part, I don't see many of the other Leeds players being that highly owned. I don't see many of the other Wolves players being highly owned. Then we go to Crystal Palace, Newcastle. I think you, you'll get you get some ownership on Matt Ritchie on the Newcastle side. You may get some uh, a little bit on like Luka Milivojevic or something on the Crystal Palace side. Maybe Zaha if he plays. But overall, I don't think like the game stacky type of thing from that game is going to be popular. And then on the Everton side, this this is where the most expensive players are. But Townsend, Gray. Rondon at a cheap price at 5300 Lucas Dina, even though, like, is he worth 6200 He's still a fine play, but not a lock and load play. Uh, I see Everton getting ownership, but their ownership has to come down because Townsend's 10-5. Uh, Richarlison's back, probably, 7500 Gray is up at 8200 And their prices are, are commensurate with, like, a minus 250 type of favorite that, like, like, yeah, Everton's the biggest favorite on the slate, but like being a home minus 150 favorite is not like, it's not like I got to jam four Everton players in. So I think based on lineup construction, once you start plugging in like a Rafinha and a Richie, it kind of takes you away from playing multiple Everton pieces. So I actually think for GPPs, uh, people may stack Everton, but I think Everton's ownership is going to, is going to be in check just just due to the prices. What Ryan, with the way that Everton's set piece take taking has been kind of split out, uh, what do you what do you think the ownership of Townsend is going to be at ten five in the forward spot? Um, yeah, not much, especially you know assuming Richarlison starts. I assume Richarlison is going to start. Um, yeah, I think people will play Rafinha over Townsend, and I think people will play Richarlison over Townsend in the Everton game. It um, just one thing I think you know. I agree with you what you said about the Southampton Burnley game from a from a projection standpoint. Um, that game looks the best. I think you might be just like giving a bit too much credit to to I don't know the tournament lobby as a whole. People, I think click on goalkeeper and see Pickford and Everton at the top Everton as even though it's not a huge favorite, I, I think people that's the first place they want to look still. Um, but yeah, no, to, uh, back to your point about Townsend. I don't know. So I, 
People still like to roster Townsend, it seems like. But yeah, I don't think he's going to be as popular as the other guys. What do you guys think? Well, I think I think just from a, a positional eligibility, like we have other forwards to play. I mean, like cash game wise, even like I'm not struggling to fill my forward spot. And then in GPPs, we have we have guys that are underpriced for their goal scoring odds that you could find cheap goals. So like I think the I think the popular uh, construction for cash games is to pay up twice at forward. And it's quite possible that you're using a forward eligible player in your midfield spot. Also, I think the basically in the forward spots for cash games, you're playing two of Rafinha, Redmond, McNeil. Mm -hmm. And it's quite possible you're playing all three of them. And I think to rank them out of all of them, I would rank Redmond one, Rafinha two, McNeil three. I mean, James Ward-Prowse is out, if ever, if everyone doesn't realize. He's on a three-match ban. Uh, Redmond uh, obviously got a big price hike, but he was on a monopoly of set pieces for Southampton. Uh, they're playing at home against Burnley, which is a team that plays tends to play more defensively as it is. So you have to expect Southampton to have 60-plus percent possession. Uh, Redmond is also not a central midfielder. He's also an attacking wide player. So, like, his open play value is worth it. He may get four shots, three chances created. We saw it in the last game. Uh, you combine that with a set-piece monopoly. Like, I almost feel that Redmond, it's weird for me to say, Redmond should be Townsend's price. Yeah, um, crazy Crazy to think, yeah, we were we were struggling with the Redmond decision a bit last week, um, and now he's thirty three hundred dollars more, and he seems underpriced. Yeah, I'd agree with you. With the monopoly of set pieces at eight thousand, I think he's the first player, you know, in cash lineups for sure, and has plenty of upside for GPPs, uh, you know, playing forward. Um, so what, Adam? You said you thought the the cash game construction was kind of easy. Um, I mean, I, I have like, maybe I'd say. I think just in terms of like, you know, the, the set piece takers, like Jordan was running through the list. Like, it's just like, you can fill in all the set piece takers. Like you got to think all these guys are going to get to, you know, their eight to 10 point mark. And then Rafinha will get to whatever, 10 to 12 point mark. And Redmond will get there too. Having you mentioned Westwood cheaper version of McNeil like I don't think he's he's his floor is that much less than McNeil's like you just got you have all these options uh, to go to you can just I don't know it, it seems just like logical to just put all these set piece takers in you know hope that hope they get to their their marks and take the cash or I mean I don't think everyone is smart enough to do that but for the most part in these double ups, like I, I think that lineup construction will be enough really. But, but I think, I think for cash games, the, the, the three V three, four V four is going to be stuff like the second defenseman, the goalkeeper and the, like the punt level midfielder, mm -hmm. like that's going to be the three V three. And then whether or not you're going to play McNeil in a midfield spot rather than like a Westwood or like a mid price guy, depending if you go up at the second defender spot or down at the second defender spot. So yeah, I, I think that the construction is straightforward, but we got guys in those ranges that you could go slightly differently up and down a goalkeeper. You probably got at the, at Matt Ritchie's in the first defender slot, but do you go up to Dean? How about the Southampton fullbacks? How about punting with a center back? I mean, that's still an option. 
I mean, we got Danny Rose there. We got a lot. We got a lot of guys that you could play in that second defender spot. And then if you're going to punt at midfield with like a thirty-five hundred to forty-two hundred dollar guy, there are guys in there are multiple guys in that range that are viable. Uh, and then also, if you're going to pull off, like you're going to say, I'm not, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go for upside. There are guys in the thirty-five hundred to forty-two hundred, forty-five hundred dollar range at forward that have upside. That if you want to just take, you you get no floor there. But if you want to take goal upside, you got it there. Uh, so I, I think, I mean, we'll start mentioning, you know, guys, when we go position by position, but from a GPP perspective, we're kind of going between cash and GPP back and forth. We kind of mentioned kind of all the cash plays, by the way. I mean, like, like there's not, there's not much more to go over. Uh, it's weird for me to say this with the way that Leeds have been playing without Calvin Phillips. Uh, they're not playing very well. Do you think based on, who else is in these price ranges? Raul Jimenez is the one with the highest goal scoring odds on the slate. He's plus 130. Now he's 7,300. That's much different than like Salomon Rondon, who's 5,300 with plus 140 odds. But I think with with the fact that we got Rafinha, we've got Redmond, we got McNeil, we got all we've got Rondon, we got Richarlison. I mean, what's going to be the ownership on like a two man of like Chiriore or He Chan plus Jimenez in this price range? And Wolves, you know, you know, spoil. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an away game, and Wolves don't tend to be, you know, the most aggressive. But from a large field GPP perspective, I always like looking at as long as I'm not paying like through the nose. Like, can I find a two-man combination of goals, assists in the front line that could be sub, could be double, single-digit owned on a four-game slate? Uh, I would. You wouldn't never be shocked if Raul Jimenez had had a brace. You wouldn't be shocked if Traore had twelve twelve floor points from crosses and fouls drawn, and then an assist and gets to twenty. Like, uh, other than price, because it's kind of soft on this slate. Do, do, do you think these? These Wolves guys go under-owned for their upside while acknowledging that, you know, they're obviously not like the best plays on the slate. Uh, yes. Yeah, I do think they go under-owned. I hope so. I've definitely got my eye on them too. And, you know, you say they're not the best, you know, the plays on this slate, but who is? You know, we, we really don't, other than, you know, maybe Everton and probably Southampton, all these games are the same. They all have two and a half totals. And uh, Jimenez is 7,300 seems kind of cheap. Like, I mean, it's, it's soft. It's easy to afford for Triori too. His price went way down too. Um, yeah. And I think like you said too, Leeds have just been playing bad uh, without Calvin Phillips and they were without Rafinha last game. So that should get a little better, but it might not make them much better at, keeping the ball or, or, or defending. So yeah, I really like wolves and I think they'll go under owned as well. Um, yeah. Uh, back to cash real quick. Um, we didn't mention a Pissar if we're talking, going back to cash here. I, I don't think Pissar is a cat. I don't think a Sar is a cash no. play on the slate at 8,100. I mean, when you have Redmond and Rafinha there already, like why, why are you paying 80, 8,100 for Sar? And then if you're going to play three forwards and use a midfield forward in your, in your, in your midfield spot or utility spot, 
why wouldn't you be playing Damari Gray or 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 Dwight McNeil in that spot instead of like, yeah, Watford's the biggest underdog on the slate. Yeah, they're not a ridiculous underdog, but I think yeah. I think Sar is completely viable for GPP. But I I would not I would not trust a, an away Watford team as the biggest underdog out of eight teams when I could just take right. the majority set piece taker from the opposing side for the same price. I will say that uh, before, so Everton, they're going to be out with uh, Decore in their central midfield. And I mean, I don't know, that's not going to mean a ton, but uh, just worth noting because, you know, he's played almost every minute or maybe he has played every minute for him this season in the middle midfield. It might be Tom Davies or someone else in there. And then I guess another thing is Watford. So this is, they've had a full week of training under uh, Claudio Ranieri, uh, Previously, you know, they had, I don't know, some of those guys returning from international duty. They lost that uh, match to Liverpool. They, they were with the team for a couple of days. So I think that will help Watford. I mean, this is just, you know, talking about the game. It's not really about uh, making sense for cash lineups, but uh, just a couple of notes there for that matchup. Yeah, no, the, those are good points, though, because the line did get a little closer and it was like closer than I a little bit closer than I expected, I thought. So yeah, that, that's probably why. Um, so yeah, f- for cash, I, for me, yeah, like Redmond, Rafinha, and McNeil, I, I think are probably would be our locks basically. Like McNeil, you feel like shouldn't be, or he's only fourteen hundred more than Westwood, and that's just a bit too close. Like McNeil has more upside and even a bigger floor. Um, so then, who? My question is. Who is the fourth best cash play? I mean, from an outfield, who are you? Who's your fourth guy in in your outfield spots? Not not counting defender. Well, it, de- it depends on if you're going up or down. Like I don't I don't think McNeil is. You have to play him in a midfield spot or anything. I think you could. I think I'm I'm with I'm with Adam. I think Westwood. Take a look at his log. I mean, he gets the ten points and he takes more of the set pieces than than McNeil does. Yeah, McNeil has higher ceiling. But I don't mind that. And you have Milivojevic. Crystal Palace are favored in this match. Milivojevic is on penalties. I mean, Milivojevic has goal scoring odds of plus 300, which is better than like anyone else in that price range for midfield. I mean, of course, that, I mean, you're kind of looking for a bailout there. But, you know, okay. 4,800 for a, a set piece taker for a favored team. Like, I don't mind that. I think there are a bunch of options in like the really cheap range. Mm -hmm. So like cleverly at 3,500, I'm not scared of playing a Watford set piece taker. The only thing I'm scared about with cleverly is that if they're not doing well, he comes off like he, I mean, he, I mean, he's come off at the half, like twice Mm -hmm. already. And I'm what else do you need at 3,500 that even if that happens, it doesn't matter. But I almost feel like I'd rather take shots on like, uh, if I'm going to play someone in that range, take a shot on like Musa Gineppo at 3,300. Cause like I could get bailed out by him. Now he's probably not going to play 90 either, but him playing 75, 70, 75, I almost would prefer. And this, you could say the same for Maxwell Cornett at 4,700. Uh, if he's back and he's in the starting lineup, he's, he, he's, he's Dwight McNeil on the other side, side of the field. It's just that I'm not a big fan of, you know, targeting so much of the Burnley offense. Uh, but he's in play, but he's most likely not going to play. Coming back from injury, he's not going to play 90, I can't think. Uh, and then we got guys 
whether or not you play paid up or down at, at midfield. I mean, uh, up and down at defense, you got obviously Matinho or Neves. 40, 4,900, 5,300 there, meh. They're like, I almost rather play a defender in that range than play them. But the defenders on this slate, I mean, I think you could play a three-defender lineup. You got you got Richie. You could pay up for Dean. I still think his floor is high, even though in, the, in Rafa's uh, offense, maybe without DeCorey, maybe they play with three center backs. If I see them playing with three center backs and Dean is playing wide, and maybe Townsend is playing kind of as a, as a wing back, it's like, let me load in uh, Lucas Dean, even if he doesn't have uh, many set piece opportunities, but I like the Southampton fullbacks. Uh, it's quite possible that Eric Peters starts for, for, for Charlie Taylor and he's in the three K range. I think you could, I think the Burnley fullbacks are fine. I think, I mean, I think you're filling out your lineups with something like, like this. I, I still think Damari great Dem- to me. How much is a priority for you? I'm playing, if you had a choice and you had the money between playing McNeil or Damari Gray, would you consider Damari Gray a priority? Like, let's say you're playing McNeil at 7,000 and like a Danny Rose, like a $4,200 fullback. Would you rather play Damari Gray? Would you No, it, let's say you have McNeil at 7,000 and you have like uh, Livermento or Perot in your defender spot or Dean even in your defender spot. Would you rather play Damari Gray and then go down to like a Danny Rose or like a 4K defender? Like to me, to me, these are the types of 3v3 because then you move your goalkeeper and there you go. I think that's what's going to make up cash. I think we're going to, I think we're going to see Rafinha and Redmond. If you, if we, if you play the $100 uh, like single entry 11 man double up, mm-hmm. I think I, it's it's quite possible that Rafinha and Redmond are like 100% owned out of, out of 11 people in that contest. Yeah, so really, it comes down to the other positions. Okay, so about the Damari Gray thing, I think McNeil's underpriced in general. So I no, I don't, I wouldn't want to get up to Damari Gray. Like I get it, but I only he's only better because the matchups slightly better. Um, yeah, he took you know five sets last week, the majority of them for the first time. It's it's tough to count on that, but yeah, he, he probably has some. Just a few other things. I I couldn't I couldn't be comfortable playing Tom Cleverly. I mean, he he getting subbed 45 minutes both of the last two games. He came um, off the bench last game actually cuz they were playing so bad. Ah, uh, okay. Um so still, uh, and also <laughs> I believe he came off the game before cuz of a concussion. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's right. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um But still, but still I'm with you. Like I okay, said, so I'm not comfortable playing Tom Cleverly as the biggest underdog on the slate versus so, playing a guy like Gineppo or playing some or punting with a playing a center back in my defender spot. So I don't have to play someone down in that range. Like I'm with you. Like I look at cleverly as I hope he gets me six points and he, and I'm able to get points in other spots in my roster yet. Like, I think there are other players in that, in that you could play even at forward that you play in that range that it's like, okay, he could luck into 15 points. Yeah. I'm absolutely on board with Gineppo. That's what I would do. Um, just because I don't think you're missing out on anything else like down here, like Milivojevic, for instance, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he has penalty kicks anymore. Those goal scoring odds seem weird to me. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Zaha yeah. Takes- Zaha took the last one. That's right. When they're both on the field even and Milivojevic. Yeah. Like favorited set piece taker against Newcastle. He's, 
He's played more than 72 minutes once this season. He 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 has no value besides crosses. So yeah, it's fine. But like 4,800 is not like dirt cheap for that. Like I feel like it'd be, you know, you're you'd get you, you're lucky to get eight points out of Milivojevic. Obviously, that'd be enough, but I don't think that's guaranteed. So like all this would lead me to play Gineppo, and it would lead me to pay up for Dean at the second defender, especially if I'm just gonna play like McNeil over Damari Gray. I mean, these are all close enough decisions where I think you should just play the cheaper guys yeah of course you can play Westwood too like you guys said I agree with you about Westwood I think he's like fine for cash I just yeah I mean you kind of like having a little upside in there which is why I would try to get to to McNeil we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. How about, Ryan, we, we kind of buried the lead because we keep on mentioning these cheap forwards. Uh, Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes for Burnley are like in the basement. Chris Wood has plus 185 goal scoring odds. Ashley Barnes is plus 230, assuming he starts. Uh, Chris Wood is 4,500. Ashley Barnes is 3,600. And then we have Solomon Rondon. We're sitting there at plus 140 for Everton on the biggest favorite at 5,300. Who says that these guys can't be cash plays? Like if if you're thinking about like, I mean, uh, but I mean, but think in terms of, would you rather play, uh, Ashley Barnes is 3,600. Would you rather play Tom Cleverly and hope to get six points or Ashley Barnes who could score a goal? 
I'd Chris rather Wood play... at 4,500. Would you rather play Milivojevic or play Chris Wood? Would you rather play, like, let's say one of the Southampton fullbacks, like Livermento or Perot, or would you rather play Solomon Rondon? Like, what is the... Pe- like, how do, are you building your lineup? Now, obviously, in GPP, these, these, are, these are upside guys. These are guys that are more likely to score goals, but they have much lower floors. But... When if you're playing like if I'm if you're playing a lineup that's like too floor oriented, like you have no like you have no opportunities to kind of like get bailed out by one poor performer, that is it worth like Ryan, you're saying about Milivojevic may not play 90, uh plays in the center of the park, re- is very reliant on tackles one and set piece opportunities. If the set piece opportunities come, then yeah, 4,800 is worth it. But if he comes out at 60 minutes and he's sitting there with four points. Because they only got three corner kicks, like for five hundred more, and you just bump down your goalkeeper, you get Solomon Rondon, who's plus one forty to score, and Solomon Rondon could end up with four or five points just on shots and fouls, you know, just just doing stuff a little bit. But Solomon Rondon could also score thirty points on this slate. Like Milivojevic doesn't really have that at the upper range of his outcomes. So, like, I'm not condoning that's what I'm going to be doing in cash games, but like the point stands is that. We don't, just because we're aiming for a median result doesn't mean that we need to like have the median result in all spots in our lineup, that it's a combination of floor and ceiling. And I'm only saying this because I played Raheem Sterling last week and he burned me, <laughs> right? Because why did he have to start last week? If he didn't start last week, I would have had the, I would have the nuts in cash, but I, I'm like, I got to get more Man City in. But, but that's kind of the thinking. And the lower the salary it goes, the more the more that it, they don't have to do much. I mean, we saw this past the uh, Champions League slate with Arturo Vidal. We saw it with Jorginho. Like those guys that you look at and you go, these guys have like one and a half point floors. Like they don't do anything. But they could score a goal. But there could be a penalty. And all that has to happen is that happens and it bails out. If it doesn't happen and you have two or three points there, you could still win, right? You could still win. But let's say one of your other guys, you know, Timo Werner, you're playing him in cash, Lukaku, right? They come they come off. I lost the cash lineups that had both Lukaku and Werner in it because they're sitting there with Jorginho also. And it's like, well, they, they got, they got bailed out. And to me, that's not luck. That that's, a, that's an actual strategy. So, I don't want to poo-poo playing playing these these cheaper forward guys in place of that Gineppo type or that 4K defender type or the 5K midfielder type. And I, I think, Ryan, uh, even though you're more GPP-focused, that, that's obviously, you're not looking at guys like Luca and, and Cleverly and GPP. Like, I know that for sure. Yeah. But for Cash, like, I, I don't think playing, playing all of them together, yeah, yeah, I think you're screwing up. By playing yeah. too many of those types of guys, but by playing one of them, I, I don't think that's stupid. No, so just like, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more strongly. I think everything you said is like one of the sharpest points, like one of the sharpest points made on this podcast in a long time. I absolutely agree. Those those when the prices are forty five hundred and thirty six hundred. I mean, absolutely. Like, I don't have anything to add to what you said. Like, it it, it, it's, it all makes perfect sense. And that's exactly what I do. Like, when you're paying that cheap 
for the upside to bail out your whole lineup. It just makes so much sense because two or three or four points isn't going to lose you uh, cash out of those guys most weeks, but you have the chance to win. Yeah. I mean, it just makes so much sense. Um, Solomon Rondone. That's the one I guess I'd push back on a little. I, I, <laughs> you're so you, up- what, you, you, you have something against Rondon with higher goal scoring odds than with <laughs> Wood and Barnes playing for Burnley away. Yeah, Wait, so Rodrigo. It's it's like just, well, it's it's the price for one, but you could say yeah, okay, if you can afford it, whatever. It's the same thing, but yeah, Adam yeah. has a good good question for you, Rodrigo. Oh, there he plus is. 260. Plus 260. What, ha- what happened to that guy? I played him last time. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't work out that well. Yeah. So I couldn't have been more wrong about that one. <laughs> um, but it was. It was due to Leeds being awful. I didn't expect, you know, we mentioned that Leeds yeah. might struggle without Calvin Phillips, but that was their worst game of the season. I, I, I checked at one point in the second half and it was 15 shots to one um, from a Southampton team that didn't have Ward Prowse. So, I mean, I would say it was more Leeds fault and less Rodrigo's fault, but yeah, still, I, I was pretty wrong about that one. Um, do, you think the lowest own, do you think the lowest owned forward that, Lowest on forwards on the slate are going to be, because we're thinking from a GPP perspective now, uh, how many people are going to play at San Edward at 7,600 for Crystal Palace and Callum Wilson on the other side of the game for 8,400? Like 8,400 as an away dog sounds quite rich for Callum Wilson. I'm a big fan of playing Wilson when he's unowned, when he's 6,400. But uh, did someone just screw up at DraftKings to make him that expensive? He like, scores he every eat. game. He does? <laughs> Probably. I mean, he's always hurt, but he scores whenever he's on the field. Yeah, so I agree. That's the game. Those forwards will be the lowest owned. So Three yeah, goals, four matches. Yeah. So you got to play. You pair him up with Richie. Nothing could go wrong, right? Yeah, Um I think it makes a lot of sense, though, in games where, like, yeah, the total's the same in basically all these games. So a brace from any of those Crystal Palace forwards or Wilson is just, I mean, you can win tournaments with that with multiple mistakes in the rest of your lineup. So I, I love playing these these uh, forwards that aren't going to be owned because it's just it's the easiest way to win a tournament. Even though, I mean, it might happen the least amount of times that one of them scores a brace but in this uh scenario specifically crystal palace are you know decent favorites we're not used to seeing crystal palace as as a minus favorite at least um and the forwards aren't going to be owned and none of them are like that expensive like uh so i'm gonna have some interest in the crystal palace guys yeah, I actually don't really agree with the odds in this one. Like, neither Crystal Palace nor Newcastle actually play much defense. So, I'm kind of surprised, like, that implied goal total isn't closer to, I don't know, 2.8, 2.9, just because they can't play defense. And, I mean, this season, Crystal Palace under Vieira, they've been a lot more attack-heavy than they were last season. And, like, we just saw that against Arsenal on Monday. I I, I just think it's a good spot for goals. Like, if you want to stack that game, it's, like Ryan said, it's, Pretty much a perfect spot right there. Right. The goal, the goal totals for all these games are with like on the Roto Grinders cheat sheet. That's where I'm looking. So sign the up Roto for Roto Grinders. What'd wire. you say, Adam? Roto Wire. Roto Wire. Roto Wire. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm used to, I'm doing so many shows. Roto Wire. <laughs> sorry. 
uh, Rotowire uh, cheat sheet. You could sign up, rotowire.com slash soccer trial. Uh, like, these games are all, like, 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 Ryan, you're right. They're, like, the highest total game is Leeds Wolves 2.74. The lowest total is Everton Watford 2.58. Like, like... And obviously the Watford has the lowest implied goal total, but that's 0.91. The highest is Everton, 1.67. But like <laughs> we're talking, it's 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 so marginal that like I'm right. still gonna so, go back to that that leaves the wolves game. Like, what's wrong with playing Rafinha plus two wolves forwards? You don't play any defense, you just hope that game is a three to two game. Like that's that's the game. And maybe you don't play Redmond in that lineup because you're probably not going to be able to because you're already paying, you know, Rafinha, Traore, Jimenez is going to prohibit you from playing Redmond. Uh, and then you play a you you play a Burnley forward, right? Because if Redmond doesn't do good, maybe Burnley scores its one nothing something, and you build it out from there. And then and then maybe you play Rondon in that lineup. Or so I mean, I'm just I'm just looking in in a. In a slate where the totals are low, there's four games going on. The value of getting the one game that goes nuts goes up. Absolutely. And instead of me trying to pick and choose and say, "Well, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna, I'm gonna play a combination of like uh, Redmond and a follower, you know, Redmond Brogia, and then I'm gonna play Richie, and then I'm gonna play Ron. Like I'm gonna try to pick out everything. Maybe you just say like, oh. Crystal Palace, Newcastle. I'm going to play Edward and Callum Wilson and Milivojevic and Richie and just like four guys from one game and hope that's that's a three to two type of game. Even Everton Watford. You want to do Rondon, Richarlison, Dean, Saar, Dennis, you know, something like that. Uh, I think because of the, the softness of the pricing and the fact that we clearly know who the chalk is going to be, that – like, yeah, if Redmond puts up 14 points and Rafinha puts up 14 points, like, they're not going to make or break the slate. They're, they're fine in cash. You you got there in cash games. You got your 14 points. But we have so many people with, if there's goals on the slate that could beat 14 points, that I don't feel, I don't feel like if I'm going after these goal scorers that I need to also find a way to jam in, like, Redmond or Damari Gray or Richie even, that just find find the game that goes over two and a half and you're most likely to get the pieces that, that get the points. Yeah. Um, so I agree with all that. I'll just, I'll try to make a few counterpoints. We only got four games on this slate. None of them are supposed to be that great. So like, there's a pretty good chance that, that none of the games are worth double stacking or stacking each direction of, I would say that just like, when you have the totals, like you said, hovering between 2.58 and 2.74, that they're all basically similar. So just I'm thinking of it like every forward on the slate has an equal chance at scoring a brace. So if that's the case, what would you do? You just play the ones that are going to be the least popular. So as opposed to like stacking games which i think you can do because you're right if you catch one that goes off you're just you're going to be golden that's that's perfect for tournaments but if that doesn't happen it might just be better to play the top players the few the few top players redmond rafinha richie maybe one other guy 
and then load your lineup with three or four low own forwards and find that brace. But how, how do you fit? How do you, you can't, you don't have the salary for that. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about how cheap all those guys are. No, not all of them. You're, yes, the Burnley guys. Yes, Rondon. But I mean, not all of them. Roja is under six thousand. So you're pairing them up with Redmond. But okay, I mean, you're right. You, I mean, and it, okay, I'm definitely punting. You know, at midfield or defender in that scenario. Of course. Okay, you, but, but but understand my point is that like if you're gonna play the the low owned forwards are the ones that are the over like the quote overpriced compared to the slate. The Jimenez, the Edward, the the Callum Wilson. It's like. Like, how do you play Rafinha and Redmond you're in those right, lines? Right, I see what you're saying. That's my mistake. So it would be without. It would be without one of those. It would be without a Rafinha, without a Redmond. Yeah, good point. So based off what Jordan was saying there, if we want to do that strategy of you know focusing on one game, do we have a favorite uh, of one of these you know to pop off? Like I mentioned, Crystal Palace, Newcastle, like none of these teams are really all that consistent. So really any of them can go up, but do you guys have a favorite of, you know, one of these could go for three, four goals. And well, well, from a price perspective, Southampton Burnley, but only because if all the totals are the same, right. If we say everyone's a two and a half total and everyone has an equal likelihood of going off, like this, the prices on Southampton Burnley are, are the most appealing, but understand they're also going to be the most owned. I mean, like, it's not like Chris Wood is going to go on. Oh, I didn't realize that a guy that center forward is 4,500. I mean, he's going to be owned in those types of constructions. Rondon is not going to be sneaky. He's going to probably be 30% owned in, in GPPs. He's a $5,300 center forward for the biggest favorite on the slate. So like, like I, I get that. Uh, Hopefully that number is 80% actually. What's up with the Rondon hate? <laughs> Didn't Andrew give you the mem- memo like four years Haven't ago? Rondon was play? like a cash play when he played for West Brom. Yeah, uh, I've seen him uh, play, and I, I'm I'm not going to use him in fantasy unless he scores five times in a row. Yeah, like I I gotta I I'm I'm with the Rondon hate too. Actually, <laughs> he doesn't seem like he can cut it in the Premier League anymore. Like, just not good enough. But you're right. Like anybody can you know, score playing center forward on a favorited team. I get that. And, you know, something going in his favor, I think it helps a lot that Richarlison is back. Just the way that Richarlison plays opens up more space and gives Rondon a much greater chance at having a tap in. So I am okay with it. Um, Back to your question, Andrew, or sorry, Adam, um, I'm Whoa. getting sites wrong. You're getting hosts wrong. What the <laughs> heck's going on today? Um, the Burnley Southampton team looks great, but I don't really see that one going off. Those two teams never go off. Um, so Wolves leads, I like, as Jordan mentioned, and I would like it especially if Calvin Phillips isn't in. I think we could see that game. Uh, Wolves have been unlucky not to score more goals this season. They've actually played... Uh, I don't know. Their XG is high, much higher than their goal total. Um, and then I agreed with everything you said about Crystal Palace too, Adam. I think I've been really impressed with them under Vieira. It's like a completely different style team, or they play a completely different style than what they did under Hodgson and Newcastle. Um, yeah, they're, that's unpredictable, I guess. Just just They just fired Steve Bruce, but like I could see goals in that game too. Um, if you're trying to target one that's going to go off. 
Wait, yeah, wait five, look. wait five years, and we're going to be playing a lot of Newcastle players. Yes, <laughs> that's a good right, point. Wait five years, where where they're in the Champions League with their new <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, just going off some of these teams uh, from what you said, Ryan. So, like I mentioned it last week, so Southampton at home, they just play. I don't know, like their defense is just better for some reason. I think there's been like four goals and four home matches this season. And then you throw in Burnley, the way Burnley play. So, you know, there's maybe there's a chance that one goes three, two, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to bet on that one. And then, you know, I think Lee just has a general consensus that, you know, under Bielsa, they're super attacking, they're, you know, they're all exciting, but this season, it just really hasn't been the case. They've, you know, they've had all these injuries and everything, and it's kind of messing up the way they play. And I mean, that's another game. Yeah. They, they are playing different under Bruno Lodge than they, than they have in the past, but I don't know if that's going to be enough away from home to, to where we get a bunch of goals. But again, I, I probably said the same thing about Wolves at Aston Villa last week. And that was, that was three, two, they came back from two nil down. So I mean, I'm saying all this stuff and, you know, any of these games could be 3-2. Any of them could be nil-nil is kind of what it comes down to. And, th- and I mean, that includes Everton-Watford. Like uh, like I said, Watford, another week under their new manager. And Everton, the way they play under Rafa Benitez, it's not really a possession-style uh, way of playing. So, you know, that kind of leads to some unpredictable matches. And, yeah, maybe they can win 3-0, but maybe there's a chance this one's 2-2, that kind of thing. So. So are really we saying, is. you know, I, I, I agree with everything you said. So we're saying basically all, like we all four of these games <laughs> could go yeah. off, but also could not. And there's That's exactly what we're saying for, for either way. Yeah. But you have to factor in price. Like I don't like, I don't see myself playing the Newcastle side. I'm playing 10 GPP lineups. Okay. You aren't looking at Miguel Almarone. I believe he's cheap. Come on. Yeah, but Wilson's 8,400. St. Maximin is 8,600 on this slate. Like, how do you justify that? As He's a, the best player on the pitch, though. that's why. It's going to be one It's going to be one of those slates, I guarantee it, that uh, Newcastle is going to score four goals, and we're going to go, like, DK knew. Right? They knew. So, Wilson, Wilson gonna... Brace, and, every, and it's like, oh, that's why they were pri- – Townsend puts up 34 points. DK knew. You know, it's one okay. of those – Sticking on that topic of DK new and also Jordan, I agree with you considering price price is definitely the first thing I go by when constructing these GPP lineups, but these Burnley guys, 4,500, 3,600 McNeil underpriced. Does DK know that they're just going to bust? Maybe, maybe they do. I think, I think the, the, for their medians, I agree with you on the fact that Burnley, that game, Projects the best from a median standpoint, but I think the ceiling of that game is the lowest of the four. Mm-hmm. Like says so, like cash game plays. Like if you want to play four guys from that game in cash games, like I think you're fine. But like I prefer in GVP to play the Genipos, play the El Niasi if he's like play the guys that people aren't playing from that game. If I'm going to play anyone, and then on Burnley, like. If you're going to, like, I could understand playing one of those guys as like a cheap punt play, but like not, I don't think, I don't think I'm going to play lineups that are like uh, McNeil plus Wood plus Westwood. Like, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't see in a way Burnley side putting up two or three goals. All right. So to combat that, 
to combat what I said earlier. So I think is this Southampton Burnley match the only match on the slate with the same managers as last season? Yes, mm-hmm. it is. So they played actually three two last season in the same situation. Southampton won three two. Uh, Burnley scored two goals in the first 28 minutes. Southampton finished with 24 shots. Burnley had 33 crosses. Okay. okay. Basically the opposite of kind of what we were just thinking. So, 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 it, so since it happened before, it has to happen again. Or is <laughs> well, it the other way around? Since it already happened, it can't happen again. It's one. It's either it's, it's hot or it's due. And I never know which one we're going with. To be fair, it was 1-0 in the uh, game at Burnley. So... We can take that one to account too. <laughs> no, I think that's a, I think that's a good point to bring up, though. It lets you know that it's possible. These are the same mm-hmm. two teams. It just happened. I mean, yeah, it's it's something to keep in mind. Um, goalkeeper. Uh, lastly, because uh, we haven't even touched on goalkeeper, which is there a point of really touching that much on goalkeeper? Uh, I think with the spreads of these games being as close as they are, I'm not prior like. To me, I don't consider Pickford at 5,700 to be like, oh, you plug him in. Let me take a look at the cheat sheet. Clean sheet odds uh, for Everton are 41%. Crystal Palace is 34. Southampton's 33. Leeds is 26. Wolves are 25. The highest win percentage is Everton at 56%. So, like, I don't necessarily think 5,700 in comparison to other goalkeepers justifies his price. If if you get if that's what your lineup looks like, then obviously he has the highest win in clean sheet odds. But it's not like these cases where you're plugging in Allison or Ederson with the uh, 78% win odds and 57% clean sheet uh, things, and they're not and they're 58 or 5900. So I think I I'm much more likely to you know play Ben Foster and just play just play play the cheapest keeper, play the Watford keeper, and. Uh, Play, obviously, don't play a keeper that you're playing guys against, like that type of thing in GPP. But uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really concerned about about paying up at goalkeeper in cash games on this slate because I just the the price differential between the top and the bottom shouldn't be two thousand. It should be like one thousand at best. Yeah, um, I agree with everything you said. Just make sure you don't play a keeper. Uh, that's going against one of your forwards or midfielders. And yeah, Pickford as the most expensive goalkeeper, like never seems to work out. Uh, <laughs> really, like it's, you, you hate doing that. Um, so yeah, I probably just, I'll probably just avoid doing it to avoid the possible tilt of him getting scored on. Um, but yeah, any of these goalies are fine. Yeah, I'd probably look at, if you're looking at the underdogs, like Jordan said, Foster is the clear option. Uh, just in general, just being the cheapest. Jose Za, I kind of like him as an underdog if you have the money against Leeds and Rodrigo up front. And then uh, I guess probably the favorite I like is McCarthy uh, just against Burnley. You know, maybe that'll be 3 2, but maybe it'll be 1 0. Um, Do we go over? Uh, so, like, you know, we touched on Richie, but just uh, outside of Richie, is there any defender that, you know, is a must play or is, you know, anyone that needs to be looked at for cash games or anything? Yeah, I'm interested to hear Jordan's take, but I don't like any of the defenders below Richie. I mean, yeah, some of them are okay, but none is like, none are like jumping out to me as a guy that I really want to play. Jordan um, said it was a three defender slate, possibly, so... 
what uh, what are we looking well, at? Maybe I'm not thinking that anymore. <laughs> uh, well, I no no no. I, like like the Southampton guys are fine, um, but I'm not like going out of my way to target them. Right. Um, I mean, I I view it that way. I view it like if you're gonna play Shackleton at 3900, okay. If you're gonna play Markal, if he's in at 4300, okay. If you play Danny Rose, if you play, uh, I mean, like 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 all these guys. Uh, what I'm saying is more like outside of Richie, I think everyone is efficiently owned. That if you end up on three defender builds, I, I don't think you're giving up anything because I think they're just, you know, like if, if you're stuck in that spot, like I I don't even under, I even I even would get punting. Like if you're like, oh, I, I have a good lineup, I don't want to play. I've I need thirty one hundred dollar guy. Well, then play a center back and then play Richie and Dean with. The, I mean, like even those constructions are fine. But I think you don't need to punt at defender. If you're not going to play Pickford a goalkeeper yeah, and if you're not going to play like Townsend or something like, like, I just, I just don't think that you need to even go down here. I think the the cheapest viable uh, defender fullback wise is Peters. If he starts at 3,600, but he's, it's not like one of those situations where he's the cheapest fullback jam him in. No, he's 3,600. It's not like he's efficiently priced. All these guys seem efficiently priced. Oh, so, you don't think Peters will be popular if he starts? No. Like Charlie Taylor's 4600. He's the uh he's the regular starter. Like Peters Yeah, but Charlie Taylor's constantly expensive. overpriced. So like what was that supposed to mean? I don't know. I mean, I think just 3600 for I don't know. I guess he's not very good and he's old, but you know, <laughs> maybe I mean, he he's should... fine. he's fine, but he, yeah. he wouldn't warrant being 45% owned in GPPs. Like I mean He's not to that extent. I mean, like, like Rafinha, Redmond, these guys are going to be owned because they deserve to be owned. Richie deserves to be owned. Like Peters, he's like, if he fits in your lineup and you need a 30s, I, if I had a choice in the utility spot between playing Peters and playing cleverly, I probably play cleverly. And I probably well, play. Obviously, Musa, come on. I, I play Musa Gineppo over him. I play, I mean, so if the fact that I'm willing to play $3,500 midfielders, over a guy that means that Peters is just there at 3600 to fill your second defender spot. So if you don't Peters need to fill your second Ashley defender Barnes. spot, right? Play Ashley Barnes, right? Why not do that instead? Uh, yeah, definitely Ashley Barnes over Peters. You know, I, I definitely I could. So Peters, yeah, just playing on the left side, it's going to be harder for him to get crosses in than Charlie Taylor being that Taylor's left footed and Peter's not Peter's just isn't very good. Like I don't even expect him to have that big of a floor. Like Ashley Barnes probably has the same floor as, as Peter's clean sheets, equity 3.4 against man city. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, of course, like I, I don't mind it. I just don't, wouldn't call it like a priority. Like, all this has made me think, like I just realized just now, because I, I haven't been playing Dean at all, really. But I'm warming to him in this matchup and and the fact that he's taken a few set pieces recently. I think it might be a slate to spend up for both those defenders. There's just there's a very good chance that they significantly outscore the rest of defender the defenders on the slate. And when that happens, when you have two guys that there's a big gap between the rest of them. That's like that vaults you way up in tournaments because people just don't like to do it. So the more I'm looking at it, I, I really like paying up uh, at both defender spots. 
Yeah, it. Uh... I mean, it depends what you feel about Dean. Like I just said, I hadn't been playing yeah. him, but if he is a good play, if he Dean definitely is a good... won't be popular. Yeah, like if he's a good play, then it be. makes sense to to play both of them. I'm not sure if he's a good play, but if he is, then it makes sense to play them both. Yeah. Um, I don't no. think it's a bad play. I'm just he's no, there. no, I don't he's either. Fine. He's a fine play, is what it comes down yeah. to. That's. I just not going to be over owned or anything. Like when you're comparing him to the rest of the slate, he's a def- he's a defender on the biggest favorite on the slate. So like it gives him an edge over the other defenders at least, and you know he has upside for an assist. All right, I think uh, we covered it all here. You guys have anything else? Yeah, no, I, right. I don't think so. Cool. Yeah, Jordan mentioned it briefly, but you know Southampton is going to be popular, but El Yanusi is not going to be popular, and that's a good tournament play. That's what it. Really. Cost seventy four hundred people that won't really want to pay that either. Um, so yeah, I like taking a shot on him in tournaments. Yeah, he's uh, he found a role this season. I think it was he scored three or four goals in like a cup match, and then he you know found a starting role in in league play. So. You know, he's expensive on the spot, but. uh, And then I watched him a couple weeks ago for Norway and he looked great, scored a couple goals. So, yeah, he's in good form. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, Ellie Nusi is the uh, guy to target here. Rodrigo was the target last week. So (laughs) so hopefully, hopefully Ryan will rebound there. But if you have any questions for us, uh, you can find us on Twitter. Jordan is at Blender HD. Ryan is at Ryan Belangi. I am at Roto is a Droik. You can also find us in the RotoWire Discord. If you're a subscriber, go to rotowire.com slash chat. And as uh, Jordan said earlier, rotowire.com slash soccer trial for the free 10 day trial. No credit card required. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe to our channel. If you're listening anywhere else, uh, please rate and review. And. That should be it. Thank you to So Rare for sponsoring. And uh, Jordan Ryan, thank you for doing this. And actually, Ryan, are you? Do you have your head to head coming up, or is that settled? Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. Yeah, okay. that tiebreaker for uh, my king of the pitch ticket was supposed to run last week. It didn't run. I didn't hear why. I guess I have a feeling that maybe my opponent wanted it to be in a showdown since that's what we tied in. But yeah, haven't heard anything yet. It sounds like Got You Beat is uh, walking back on, on trying to face him. He's just going to wait it out <laughs> till like the perfect slate or something. Yeah. He's going to wait until he has him beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something like that. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, thanks. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.